in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 1. Uh, for the sake of today, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Once you have that, let me know you have it by standing to your feet, please. The Gospel of St. Luke uh, chapter 1. Drop down to verse 39 for me. Drop down to verse 39. We're actually going to pick up right where we left off last week uh, as we continue our series, The King is Coming. Reads this way. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Uh, I want to take a few moments uh, and talk to you from this thought. The blessing in believing. The blessing in believing. Remain standing as we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for another day. We thank you for another opportunity to go into your word. We thank you for another opportunity to come into your house. We thank you for another chance to give you the best glory, honor, and praise that we know how. Now, God, we ask that as we go into this moment, uh, that you use me, that you speak through me as well as speak to me. God, let no one leave the same way they came. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And it's in that name we say amen. 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 All right, you may be seated. Uh, so we, we're going to pick up right where we left off uh, last week. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, Mary's encounter uh, with the angel of God. And the angel of God sending a message to Mary that she was going going to have a son and that her son was essentially going to be the savior of the world. Uh, Mary's confused because Mary's still a virgin. She has no husband. She's trying to figure out how all of this is going to happen. And one of the things that we talked about briefly last week was that Mary had a connection uh, both directly and indirectly. Mary had a connection um, with a woman named Elizabeth. And the Bible says that Elizabeth and Mary are cousins. So we talked about last week how that connection, because, because Mary uh, had a calling and an anointing over her life, that she would indirectly have an effect on Elizabeth because God would then use Elizabeth and bless Elizabeth so that Elizabeth's blessing could tell about Mary's blessing. Um, and so what I want to do today is I want to go back a little bit uh, and I want to talk a little bit about Elizabeth and her blessing. Uh, so, so I want to make sure that as we, uh, leading up to, to Christmas, uh, that we have a full understanding of what's, of what's happening. So, uh, what's the deal with Elizabeth? Elizabeth, uh, as we stated, is Mary's cousin, but Elizabeth is also, uh, if you start around about uh, verse 5 of chapter 1, you'll kind of get some history, uh, so you can read that in your, in your free time, but I'll give you the abbreviated version. Essentially, Elizabeth is uh, the wife of a Jewish priest named Zechariah. Uh, and Zechariah, uh, um, him, Elizabeth, had been, you know, trying to have 
have children and it wasn't happening. Elizabeth uh, was barren. And so one day, uh, Zachariah is just doing what he normally does. Uh, he, he's in service and it's his turn uh, to go into the temple and to light the incense uh, for the temple. Uh, and so he goes in and he does what he's supposed to do. Uh, he, he's, he's going about his normal routine and then God shakes things up as God often does. Uh, and God sends uh, an angel to Zechariah and sends this angel to deliver the message that Zechariah's barren wife would be uh, bearing a child. And so uh, Zechariah is a little bit confused because him and his wife are, are pretty up in age and he's trying to figure out uh, how this is even possible, how can this even happen. Uh, she's barren, we've been trying to do this for a long time, it's not happening. Now what's interesting to note is that uh, Zechariah is a Jewish priest. Um, he's a Jewish priest and essentially uh, he is uh, a scholar of, of the Old Testament. Uh, you have to remember that when the New Testament uh, was being, uh, that, that what we read in the New Testament didn't exist because it was happening. Uh, so all they had was the Old Testament. And so uh, Zechariah is a Jewish priest and he's a scholar of Old Testament. Uh, and an angel comes to him and tells him his barren uh, elderly wife is going to uh, have a child. And Zechariah is confused. And that confuses me because Zechariah is a scholar of Old Testament teachings. And so he's a Jewish priest. And so he should be very familiar uh, with God stepping in uh, and touching the womb of elderly women uh, and, and them being able to conceive children. So I'm a little confused as to why Zachariah is confused, but nonetheless, Zachariah is confused. And so he says to the angel, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you really know what my circumstances are, but we've been trying to do this for a long time uh, and it's not happening. And so something very interesting happens. Uh, the angel tells Zechariah, listen, all my job was was to deliver the message. Okay? Uh, my job is not to make you believe the message that I'm delivering. But he says, I also have some other instructions. And so God told me that if you didn't believe what I had to say, then you wouldn't have anything to say. So the angel um, mutes Zechariah. So uh, at this point, Zechariah cannot speak. He, he can't talk. Uh, he has no voice. His, his mouth is closed. Uh, all because he didn't believe the word of God. So, so, so God says, when I send you a word and you don't believe the word, you don't get to speak the word. So, so, so Zechariah, Zechariah then has to come out of the temple. And so the people are expecting you know, a report as to what happened. And Zechariah can't talk to them. So he's like motioning and trying to get them to understand what happened. So they, they're able to gather that that there was something that happened when he went in to light the incense and he had he saw some type of vision or had some type of encounter with God and so then the Bible says that Zechariah goes home he doesn't even finish out the service he just service is over for him he just goes home uh, and he goes home and um, his wife ends up pregnant right and so then um, uh, Elizabeth is now joyful she's now cheerful uh, because she's been able uh, to conceive. Uh, and what's interesting is the child that she's uh, been given, uh, she's been told that this child is going to grow up to do great things and, and to be um, a mighty man of God. There's, there's some things that are listed uh, as to who John would be. Uh, it says, um, if, if you look at verse 13, it says, but the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer, your wife. 
uh, Elizabeth will soon give you a son, and you're to name him John. Now, 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 what's crazy is uh, Zechariah doubts everything the angel saying, and all the angel did was send a message that answered the prayer that he prayed. So it makes me wonder, was Zechariah just praying out of habit? Was Zechariah just praying out of religion? Was Zechariah just praying because it was the thing to do? Or did he really believe God to do what he was asking God to do? And so I wonder if any of us have uh, the same issue that Zechariah has. Do you pray just because that's the thing to do? Do you pray because there's a plate sitting in front of you and we pray before we eat? Do you pray uh, because you're getting ready to go to bed and that's just the thing to do? We pray before we go to bed. Or do you really believe that God is going to do what you're asking him to do? So, so Zechariah is, him and his wife are praying uh, for this son in, in verse 13. And then, and then it starts to talk about who John will be. He says, uh, he will he will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth and uh, he will be great in the eyes of the Lord and, and he must never touch wine or alcoholic drink and he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth and uh, he will turn many Israelites to the Lord God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will yes. prepare the people uh, for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. So, so the angel is given the whole rundown of who this child is going to be. Uh, and Zechariah says, how can you be sure that this is going to happen as old as we are, as old as my wife is, and we've been trying to do this for a long time. So the angel shuts uh, Zechariah's mouth, and he comes out, and he can't speak. Uh, and, and then he gets home, and his wife gets pregnant, and his wife says, how kind is the Lord? For he has taken away my disgrace. For not being able to have children. And I, I want you to I want you to take that and I want you to understand that it's not just about the children. She says, How kind is the Lord that He's taken away my disgrace of not being productive? Right, right, right. Says, says, how how kind is the Lord that He's taking away uh, my disgrace for not being able to produce something of value? How kind is the Lord that He has taken away my disgrace and given me a purpose? And some of us should have the same testimony as Elizabeth because we should be saying, how kind is the Lord that he has taken away my disgrace? Because you do know you, you were born into disgrace. You, you, were, you, you were born into that, what you have to understand. And she says, she says how, how kind is the Lord that she has taken away my disgrace? How kind is the Lord that he has taken away my disgrace and given me his grace? Because, because I, I don't really deserve it, but it's only because of his grace that I'm not living in disgrace. Yet. So, so, so then, so then, uh, then we, we, we get into the text that we talked about last week and we get through all of that and we fast forward. Uh, to where now now everybody has their message. Mary's gotten her message. Zachariah has gotten his message. Elizabeth has gotten her message. And so now uh, Mary and Elizabeth, uh, they, 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 they're cousins and they're connected with their calling. Uh, and so Mary decides uh, to take a trip to go and see her cousin Elizabeth. And that's where we are in the text. The Bible says in verse 39 that after a few days of her receiving her message, from the angel of God that she decides to go and visit her cousin and to see her cousin and to share uh, in the joy 
of, of the blessings that they both received. So, so, so now, now I, I want to get into uh, where we find, where we use Mary and Elizabeth as an example, uh, as an example, and we find how we can find our blessing in, in believing. And so uh, I want to lift up three things. This is not an exhaustive list, but I want to lift up three things for you hearing really quick. Uh, I want to lift up three things. Uh, one of the blessings in believing is that uh, when you believe the word of God, when you believe whatever it is that God is trying to tell you, when you believe whatever it is that God is showing you, when you believe the word of God, God will do this, write this down. He will remove the pessimists. He will remove the pessimists. Verse 39 and 40, uh, read this way. It says, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived, and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. So Mary shows up after a few days, and she, she, she packs her bags, and she goes to see her cousin. She shows up after a few days uh, to Zechariah's house, but she greets Elizabeth. Uh, so, so, so Mary goes to Elizabeth and Zachariah's house uh, with the intentions of celebrating and to find out how, how, how did you come up on your blessing. And let me tell you how I came up on my blessing. And we can talk about how we got blessed together and we can just be excited and it can just be a whole celebrate. And so Mary goes in to Zachariah's house, the Bible says, and she greets Elizabeth. Bible says that she goes into Zechariah's house. She greets Elizabeth. There's, 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 there's no mention of where Zechariah is. This is Zechariah's house. Mary never says a word to Zechariah. Right. Never asks Elizabeth how her husband's doing. Never asks, is he excited about this new bundle of joy that's on the way? Never. Never do we see any type of conversation or acknowledgement that Zechariah is even existing. Uh, but the, the Bible says that, that, that Zechariah, uh, that this is taking place in Zechariah's house, but Zechariah is not being acknowledged. So, so let's not forget that Zechariah, because of his disbelief, has been silenced. Uh, he's been silenced, and sometimes... Sometimes God will take some people that were uh, close to you, that, that take some people that at one point you had a connection with. God will sometimes take those people uh, and, and, and you might still have to go into their space. Uh, but, but you'll find that there's not much being said because when, when God is getting ready to bless you and you're believing God for what he said, there is no room for any doubters. And so sometimes what God will do is he will close the mouths of the people who will doubt what you've been uh, called to do because, because God doesn't have room to deal with doubt. And what you have to understand is that doubt is not a godly characteristic. Uh, so if there's any doubt in your spirit, if there's any doubt in your mind, if there's any doubt in your life, uh, it's it's human. It's it's normal in that sense, but it's not godly. So if you're if you're dealing with doubt, uh, you need to know that that did not come from God. And so if, if God is is wanting you to show faith in him, if God is wanting you to have faith in him, the last thing he wants you to be having to deal with 
are some doubters. The last thing that he wants you to have to deal with is somebody telling you what can't be done. The last thing that he wants you to uh, distract it with is someone who can't seem to get on board. Even if you don't know how it's going to be done and if even if you don't have enough faith to want it for yourself, don't come over doubting what God has for me. If you, if, if, if you don't want nothing for yourself, that's fine, but don't come doubting what I got going on. If you don't come and be negative, Nancy, to whatever I got going on, then, then you can stay where you are. And if, and if I got to come to where you are, God, I just pray that you close the mouth of the doubters. If even if I got to go into their space, just 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 close the mouth of the doubters. And so and so uh, Mary and Elizabeth, they having a good old time in Zachariah's house. And Zachariah can't say nothing about it. Because God will remove the pessimists, the people who can't get on board with what God is doing in your life. Sometimes God will remove them, but the way he removes them, he removes them by keeping them right there in your face. But they, can't, they, they just can't seem to do nothing about it. They can't seem to do nothing about it. The next thing uh, that God does, the next thing that God does is uh, after he removes the, pre the pessimists, uh, God will reveal the praisers. Okay. After he removes the pessimists, he will uh, reveal the praises. So, so when we need a blessing from God and we, we're trusting God for something and we're trying to find the blessing and believe him, we understand that sometimes God has to remove some things and remove some people because sometimes God adds by subtraction and he multiplies by division. So sometimes he has to remove some people. But then after he removes some people, he'll reveal some other people. Uh, so he'll reveal uh, the praises. Verses 41 and 42 say this. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Uh, get this, Mary greets Elizabeth and Elizabeth's baby leaps in her womb. Mary greets Elizabeth and the sound of Mary's voice causes something inside of Elizabeth to jump for joy. Mary greets Elizabeth and the baby leaps in her womb. One blessed person greets another blessed person and something inside of her just can't be still because when you bless, you ain't you're not intimidated by the blessing of somebody else. If I'm blessed and you blessed, we can be blessed together and we can be excited and, 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 and we can be happy for each other. And, and when God does something for you, something can leap up inside of me because I'm just as happy for you as I am for me. And so God will reveal the praisers. God will reveal the people that, that when you come into a room and they see what God has done in your life, that something inside them just can't be still because they realize that if God is working in your life and you're in their life, then God got to start working in their life too because we all connected in this place. So Mary greets Elizabeth and Elizabeth's baby starts to leap in her womb. Now, this is what you got to understand. You got two blessed people that enter a room and you got two blessed people hey, and these people hey. are so blessed that they're not intimidated by the blessings yes, of others. Yes, and and here's the thing about their blessing. Neither one of them qualifies for the blessing that they receive. This is what you got to understand. Elizabeth was too old for the blessing that she got, and Mary was too young for the blessing that she got, but they both got it. 
Essentially, they got the same type of blessing and they got it in impossible ways because Elizabeth is old and she's been trying to do it for a long time and it just ain't happening. And now she's past her time of production and she gets a blessing. And then Mary says, I'm so young, I ain't never even had an opportunity to try for it. I didn't ask for this. And she gets the blessing. And so they say neither one of us qualify for this blessing, but since we both got it, we might as well praise God together. You got to get close to some people that say, listen, I know I'm messed up, broke down, busted, and disgusted. I didn't qualify for nothing that I got. And truth be told, what I got ain't really all that much. But because God decided to give it to me and I didn't deserve it, I might as well give him some praise because life could be a lot worse. He could have chose somebody else. He could have used somebody else. But God looked down at my messed up self and decided to remove my disgrace and give me his grace and decided to use me. Somebody ought to be able to give God some praise that even though I didn't ask for it and even though I don't deserve it, God chose to bless me anyway. And if God said he's going to do it, I'm looking at his track record and he ain't steered me wrong yet. So I'm going to give him praise for what I've seen him do before because what I've seen him do before is a foreshadow of what he's about to do next. So they celebrate together and the Bible says that Elizabeth's baby leaps in her womb and she's filled with the Holy Spirit. That was a blessing to me. Y'all still sleep? Or either that or you just don't know when to shout. The Bible says that that Mary greets Elizabeth and Elizabeth's baby leaps in her womb and then Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you ain't read your Bible this week, but my Bible tells me that wherever two or three are gathered in his name, is a little bit shaky. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, he'll be in the midst also. Let me count it out for you. Elizabeth is already in the house. That's one. Mary comes to the house. That's two. John is in Elizabeth's stomach. That's three. And then Jesus shows up. waiting on Jesus to show up but you need to take a page out of Mary's book because Mary didn't wait for Jesus to show up. Mary brought Jesus with her. So when he says two or three are gathered in my name I'll be in the midst also. It's not that I'm uh, coming late to the party but somebody ought to have brought me with them. So so Mary wasn't just there. Jesus, Jesus wasn't just there. Jesus was brought. There was some intentionality with Jesus being in the house. Mary knew what she was carrying inside of her. Mary knew who she was carrying inside of her. And she said, wherever I go, Jesus is going with me. Uh, because Jesus is inside of me. Somebody, uh, listen, this, this is the problem. Too many of us are trying to leave Jesus at home when we go to certain places. Too many of us uh, want to drop Jesus off and then pick him up when he's done. But you got to take a page out of Mary's book and say, wherever I go, I'm taking him with me. Yeah, so the Bible says, the Bible says that Mary greets Elizabeth and Elizabeth's baby leaps in her womb and, and she's filled with the Holy Spirit and 
And here's the thing about being filled with the Holy Spirit. When you, when, when, when you really feel with the Holy Spirit, when you really, cause, cause, okay, let me, let me go back. When you, when you really feel with the Holy Spirit, there's a connection that, that, that happens uh, in certain atmospheres. And so what we have to understand uh, is that what we believe is that we serve one God, but that one God is in three persons. Okay? And those three persons, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And now what happens is uh, if you've got God the Holy Spirit inside of you and God the Father or God the Son shows up, there's a connection that happens that causes a reaction within you. And so Elizabeth, uh, the Bible says that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Mary brings Jesus into the womb and the Holy Spirit that's filled with uh, Mary uh, now reacts to the presence of Jesus. And the Bible says that Mary, uh, Elizabeth lets out a loud cry. See, here's the problem that this is why I get concerned because sometimes it concerns me. It bothers me. I don't preach for reaction. I don't preach that. I don't care if y'all say amen. I'll say amen to my own self. That's not why I'm up here. But the, the bottom line is that when you feel with the Holy Spirit and Jesus shows up in a room, it should cause a reaction within you. And it, and it confuses me how Jesus can be in a room filled with people that are supposedly filled with the Spirit and the room be silent. I just can't understand how it is that you can have the Holy Ghost inside of you and Jesus is in the room with you and the room be silent. I just I just don't get it. There's nowhere in Scripture where the Bible says the Holy Ghost is there and the room is quiet. I've yet to hear because because there's something inside of you because here's the whole thing here's the whole thing the, the, the Holy Spirit one of his jobs one of his jobs is to interpret the groans of the people of God so, so sometimes you don't even know what to say but you can just take a page out of Elizabeth's book and let out a loud cry and the Holy Spirit will interpret what that cry is and, and, and so it, it, it bothers me sometimes when I'm in a room of people that say they know who God is and say they have a relationship with Jesus Christ and Jesus is moving in the room and the room is silent because Elizabeth said that I, 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 don't, I don't even know what's going on right now but I got to just yell out something because, because there's something down on the inside of me that's moving and if I don't get this out I'm going to tear this whole place up so, So God, God removes some stuff. He removes some pessimist people. Then God reveals some other people. He'll reveal some praisers. And after he removes and reveals, then God will, will allow some space to rejoice. Yeah, God will allow some space to rejoice. Your blessing and believing uh, is that you can rejoice with other believers. Your blessing and believing is that you never have to party by yourself. Your blessing and believing is that is that is that even when even when it looks like ain't nothing happening in my life, I believe God for what He's doing in your life. I, I'll rejoice with you. The Bible says in verses forty-three through forty-five, it says Mary, uh, Elizabeth says, "Why am I honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me?" She says, uh, when, when, "When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy." She says, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Amen. All right, y'all still tripping. The Bible says in verse 45, Elizabeth tells Mary, she says, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Now, now here's the thing. 
uh, verse 43, Elizabeth says, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Now, here's the thing. This is what you got to understand. Uh, Mary, at this point, has every right to start feeling herself. Okay, because because God chose Mary as the vessel to bring in the savior of the universe. Hallelujah. Okay. So 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 Mary Mary could begin to isolate herself and put herself on a pedestal and find herself sitting on a very 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 hot horse. Uh, but yet and still Mary decides that she's going to go and find somebody else that's blessed to rejoice with. And so Elizabeth says, "Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me?" Uh, so Elizabeth understands that, listen, Mary, you carrying some precious cargo. Jesus. And for you to make this journey to come see about me must mean that you feel some type of way about me. You you, you really care about me. What, what have I done uh, to be so honored? But that ain't even what really blessed me. What really blessed me was Elizabeth says, what have I done to get a visit from the mother Jesus. of my Savior? Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. Elizabeth is already acknowledging that Jesus is her savior and Jesus is not even born. Get this, get this. Elizabeth is only six months pregnant. Mary just got pregnant. Mary ain't even showing yet. So there ain't even no signs that Jesus is even in there yet. And so Elizabeth acknowledges already that Mary is carrying her savior. Um, Elizabeth has faith that Mary is carrying her savior. Elizabeth has faith that Jesus is there even though she can't see any traces of him. Y'all got to stay with me because, because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. And so even though Mary can, or Elizabeth can't see any evidence, she knows that he's there. Because, okay. So then in verse 44, she says, when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. She says, listen. When, when, when I heard your voice, I know Jesus is in there because when I heard your voice, when I heard your voice, it, it, it wasn't the norm. When I heard your voice, it caused something inside of me to react. So that means it got to be something different inside of you. She says, when I heard your voice, when I heard your greeting, the baby inside my womb jumped for joy. She says, when I, when, when, when I heard your voice, what God is producing in me started jumping for joy. When I heard your voice, what God had put inside of me started getting excited. When I heard the voice of another blessed person, what God put inside of me started getting excited. See, here's the thing. This is why you have to get to a place of spiritual maturity where you can be excited for somebody else because, because when God blesses that person and when that person uh, speaks then you can feel the anointing of God on them and then it will it will cause a reaction for whatever God is trying to produce in you. Here's the thing. Elizabeth was further along in her blessed season than Mary was, but it took Mary for her to get a reaction. So Elizabeth says, Elizabeth says, listen, I don't know, I don't know what I did to to deserve you coming to see me, but what I do know is as soon as you stepped into the room, the whole atmosphere changed. She says, I don't know what I did to deserve it, but there's something inside of you that changed the atmosphere of this room. 
Yeah, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because, because when God, when Jesus, when the Holy Spirit gets inside of you, there is something inside of you powerful enough to change the atmosphere of the room that you're in. Okay, so you got to be aware of what you have inside of you. You have to be aware of who you have inside of you. Listen, let me, let me, t- let me say it to you like this real quick. Uh, last weekend, my wife and I went to go see the movie Harriet. Uh, it, it was amazing, an amazing movie. There was a lot of things in that movie uh, about Harriet Tubman that I didn't know. Uh, and, and, and I love history, so I, I was all in for the movie. Uh, and so uh, for some of y'all that haven't seen it yet, I encourage you to go see it. And I don't want to give the movie away, but I got to tell you what happened in a particular scene. When Harriet decides uh, that she's going to go back down south uh, to, to help some more people get free, she starts taking some advice uh, from a man who, 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 who was already working to free some slaves. And, and so what they do is what they do is they dress Harriet up real nice uh, and, and, and they, they dress her up real nice and they, they give her some freedom papers even though they weren't really hers. They gave her some papers uh, that, that weren't really hers. She didn't earn them. She didn't deserve them. Uh, but, but there were some papers written uh, that would keep her that would keep her safe. And if she just showed her papers, if she just showed the papers, uh, that she would be all right. And so, and so one of the, the pieces of advice that this man gives Harriet is, uh, she said, she says, is everything going to be okay? And he says, listen, all you got to do is walk with your head up like you belong and everything will be all right. Uh, he, he, he says, he says, he says, as long as long as you look like you belong here, nobody will bother you. No, 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 no. I'm misquoting him. She, he says, he says, look like you have the right to be he says to her, it, it, it doesn't matter uh, what you just came out of. You just walk into a room like you have the right to be here and watch how people treat you differently. This is what I'm trying to tell you, that God has given you something. God has put something inside of you, and you got to be so confident in your belief in him that even when you don't qualify for where you are, you just walk into the room like you got the right to be here. You ain't got enough to do got enough degree to be where you are, but you walk in the room like you got the right to be here. You ain't got enough experience to be where you are, but you walk in the room like you got the right to be here. You ain't got enough. Uh, uh, you, you you ain't got en- enough uh, uh, letters of recommendation to be here, but you walk into the room like you got the right to be here. And and that's because it ain't got nothing to do with my degrees. It ain't got nothing to do uh, uh, with my with, with my resume. It ain't got nothing to do with my level of, of experience. It ain't got nothing to do with any letters of recommendation, but there's something on the inside of me that that, that God has given to me that has given me the right to be here. So Mary walks into a room and the whole atmosphere changes. And so Elizabeth says, this is it, Elizabeth says, uh, you're blessed. She says, you're blessed because you believe the Lord would do what he said. Glory, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. This, this is the end, y'all. So, like, with y'all. Yes. Yes. Hey. Y'all ain't got yes. it. I don't know what hey. else. Hey. Let me read it to you one more time. Elizabeth hey. says, You are blessed hey. because you believe that the hey. Lord would do hey. what He said hey. He would do. Hallelujah. Hey. He's faithful in His word. Yes, He is. Um, 
Elizabeth says, you're blessed. Ooh, and I know you're blessed. Amen. And not only do I know that you're blessed, I know why you're blessed. She says, she says, I, 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 I know why you're blessed. Uh, and one of the reasons why I know why you're blessed is because the message that you hey, got, hey. I got the same message. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. The message that you got, thank you, God. From the messenger that gave it to you, hallelujah. Ooh, Jesus. I got the same message from the same messenger that messaged you. She says, you blessed, and I know you blessed. And I know why you blessed, not because we both got the same message. Not because it came from the same messenger. But because we believed. Here's what y'all missing. Y'all keep, keep forgetting about young Zachariah. Y'all keep forgetting about Zach back there. Y'all keep forgetting because Zachariah got the same message that they got. From the same messenger that they got it from. For the same blessing that they're expecting. But he didn't believe. If you don't get nothing else, if you don't get nothing else, I need you to get this. I need you to get this. God has sent you a book full of messages. Yes, yes, yes. Hey! And God has given you a number of messengers. Yes, yes. Get this, including you. Yes, yes. And, and, and some of us are still waiting on a blessing. And God is saying, I've already given you the message. I've already given you the messenger. And all I'm waiting for is for you to believe. You waiting on God. Do what you've been praying for, Zechariah. Yes. And then when God sends you the message from the messenger, with the message confirming what you've been asking for, you don't believe. Here's what the reality of this, of this message is. Here's what the reality is. The reality is today's message wasn't for everybody. Amen. Amen. That, that's the reality. The reality is that for some of you, this does not apply. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's just the reality. You may call it a, a harsh reality, but it's a reality nonetheless. For some of you, this message does not apply. Okay. Um, now y'all looking at me, how do I know if this applies to me? This message applies to just a handful of people that have gotten a message from God. Yes, yes, yes. And the message is confirming what you've been asking God for. Yeah, right there. Yes. And that might be everybody in here. But this message only applies 
to those who believe. Yeah, this, this, this message only applies to those who can take a word from God and internalize the word from God and say, God, you are not a man that you can lie, nor the son of man that you have to repent. And if you said it, then that settles it. And anytime you speak something in my life, it has to come to pass. And all I got to do is believe long enough to catch up to it. This message only applies to those who believe the word of God over your life. And if there's anybody in here who has heard a word from God and believes him for it, just open up your mouth and tell him thank you right now.